Pryor, Frank McKay, 11 to 12. You hear him every day right here on LA News Radio, especially Wednesdays, a, a special uh, segment uh, regarding the Long Island serial killings. Nobody does it better than uh, Frank uh, regarding that. I'll say that uh, to the cows come home. Uh, wonderful job indeed. With me last night as well for a couple of hours. Uh, as we wrapped up the elections, and uh, Frank, nice enough to give us a few here on a busy morning. Uh, sir, good to have you. Little sleep, I know, but a very interesting night as far as uh, coverage and all that went on here on Long Island, my friend. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Jay. You know, let's start with the county executive uh, race. Ed wins it, 40,000 votes separating uh, him and Dave Colon. And, you know, I'll tell you this, and I went off a little bit on Colon. I thought it was a really poor campaign. He set out, you know, press conference, tr- con- tr- press conferences here and there, trying to capitalize on the negative stuff. Negative TBN spent a plethora of dollars. Uh, it went no- nowhere. It always, bo- it doesn't bode well when you do that. I keep saying that all the time. We're doing this a long time, you and I, Frank. Uh, and I'll tell you this, you know, you're going to have a press conference after that uh, Brookhaven landfill uh, stuff and trying to attach uh, the toxicity of ash and everything else when there really uh, there was nothing as far as that firm result getting that in play. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a cheap shot, and it showed in the election, I thought. Residents are too smart for that. Give me a, give me a couple of things on that. Yeah, well, first of all, Dave Colon spent millions of dollars on this, and he spent a lot of his own money and his resources to, you know, to to try to take on uh, Romaine. And and let's face it, it was just Romaine's uh, time. Uh, the interesting thing about Cologne is that his last weekend push, uh, you know, starting uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, and uh, and you know, all throughout Election Day, his palm card read. At the top of the palm card, it read uh, "clean water and diversity." And the thing is, look, uh, you know, everybody I'm sure applauds clean water and diversity. But if that's the top of your palm card, uh, you're not going to win an election countywide. No, you know, I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. And if you know, on the other side, you see Ed Romaine, and he was just hitting it on all cylinders. And uh, Romaine is uh, is the most experienced person that we could ever imagine getting in this uh, uh, in this situation, and he's got a, a machine behind him, and the machine is uh, the Republican conservative combination, uh, the teamwork there. Conservative Party, by the way, did 10%, just about straight across the board, which is, which is just an unbelievable number, 10%. If you switch uh, that 10% and gave it to the Democrats, let's say, margin of victory, uh, the, the Democrats would have um, the power in the legislature. But Jesse Garcia came in when he took over the uh, the county of Suffolk, Republican county leader. Um, first thing he did is sat down and he, uh, and he you know, hashed out the problems with the conservative party and Chairman Mike Torres and, and, and Jesse Garcia have been on a run ever since. And uh, it really, if you look at his starting point, uh, being Ray Tierney's race in 2021, they took over the legislature, and then last year, uh, they they did amazing things. They uh, they took out a sitting um, incumbent uh, on on their own line that they wanted to to move on from, and that was Judy Pascal, 
in uh, you know in the uh, the race for county clerk, and and they put uh, Vinnie Pulio in, and, and quite frankly, anything that they wanted to do in these last three years, they have done. And then last night, a big win from Ed Romaine, which is historic. Uh, and and you now have a twelve six legislature, and uh, and they lost one. They lost one of their own, and uh, Manny Esteban. Who you know, some people might argue was an accidental legislator two years ago, kind of snuck up on us, and and uh, you know uh, Torres and and Garcia got together and they did some last minute uh, work on that race, and they stole that race last year against, but uh, two years ago against Sue Berlin, and and it kind of uh, went back, and Rebecca Tannen won that for the Dems, but uh, quite frankly, it's hard to blame um, the leadership of Rich Schaefer. He's dealing with. Uh, he's dealing with the, the the city and the state politics of the Democrats, uh, which is very unpopular, and bear reform and everything along those lines, and uh, and Biden's horrendous numbers and and Governor Kathy Hochul's horrendous numbers here in Suffolk. At times they were they were dipping into the 30s, both Biden's approval and uh, and uh, uh, Kathy Hochul's approval here in Suffolk County, and very hard to win elections that way. A big win for the Republican slash conservative team. Yeah, without question. And uh, you know, when you win by forty thousand votes, uh, that's a statement. That's a statement uh, indeed. Uh, and uh, and Ed uh, Ed ran a great campaign. He did not let all the negative stuff bother him at all. Uh, listen, he knows what Suffolk residents want. Suffolk residents are not concerned about the climate change and and clean water. And come on, please stop. You know what? They're concerned about their paychecks, living week to week. Uh, how are we going to alter that? They're concerned about uh, about crime. Uh, how do we keep up in that regard to keep us safe? They're concerned uh, about saving money. And you look at Romaine what he did with a triple A bond rating in Brooklyn. You look at the blighted properties that he knocked down to increase valuation of homes surrounding area. You look at consolidation of services. That is a proven track record. Those are three things you can never take away from. Never. And it prevailed. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. on people's minds right now. And it's about the oh, issues. Nope. It's about asylum seekers. It's about the fact of keeping everybody safe, Frank. That's what's on people's minds. Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. And, and going back to what you said as far as uh, Dave Colon's uh, strategy, keep something in mind. And this is you know kind of inside baseball, but there was uh, very good polling during this uh, during this race on the Republican side and the Democratic side too. Rich Schaefer uh, knew as as a leader that he didn't have much of a chance, uh, even uh, even in the beginning of September. But I'll give you uh, you know an indication of of like how this race was run from the from the inside uh there was a poll done in the beginning of september and there's this old adage uh, in politics that nobody pays attention till after labor day and uh if if you want to make that argument i uh, could still make it now off of this race uh dave cologne was shown uh, as being down nine and a half percent to uh to ed romaine and this was basically uh a, a you know a, a temperature or uh, a uh a bellwether or, you know, kind of a, a, a feel of what the public was thinking on September 1st. Dave Cologne blasted Ed Romaine with negative ads for a month. When they did that poll, uh, same poll, same exact uh, people, the same exact, not 
uh, the people, but the same exact uh, uh, polling house did it come October 1st after a month of pounding by Dave Cologne with the negative. It was roughly nine, <laughs> 9.5% down. Uh, Dave Cologne, it didn't move the, the needle, and I no. think it was demoralizing no. for any Dems that were watching, but it did nothing. That negative uh, ad, those negative ads did nothing, and normally it would uh, it would have some effect. Um, Romaine's been around for years. He's got the proven track record, as you mentioned, but they did not move the needle with millions of dollars spent uh, in the month of September to try to get some traction here. And uh, and quite frankly, it just it, it got worse uh, after that. And Ed Romaine won by you know uh, more than nine percent. That's for sure. Landslide, yeah, won a landslide. Uh, negative ads result in losses nine out of ten times without question. I mean, look at uh, look at Kathy Hochul, a prime example, who only won by three hundred thousand votes, folks, in the gubernatorial, and it was all negative ads against Lee Zeldin. I mean, look how that fit. Okay, she almost lost a race. She almost lost a race. So, you know, I always say it never prevails. Uh, it was a terrible campaign. I don't want to hear the fact, you know, the pack and everything else. I didn't even know about the – stop. You control the campaign, Dave Colon. You control it. If you want a negative ad on, you can easily uh, set straight as far as not allowing it. You can allow You can not allow it. You are the guy. And it's just a bad campaign. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, what, what else can you say? Now – as far as the ledge is concerned in Suffolk, Frank, uh, 12-6, I guess, you know, there were a couple there. It was a, a valiant effort by Figliola in the fifth. I mean, Steve Engelbright, I mean, it, listen, this is a guy, you know, you, you know how you spray raid in a corner and you get rid of some ants or whatever, and they come right back? Well, that's what Engelbright did. Engelbright yeah. lost in the assembly, lost to Ed Flood. Let's not forget that. You know, trying to make his way in around somewhere. You know, what's next? School board president for him if he lost? I mean, my goodness. I mean, that was a great effort by Anthony Figliola last night. Chad Lennon, a star in the making, wins out in the sixth. Dominic Thorne prevails in the seventh. That was a great, great race. Ryan McGarry is nothing to be ashamed about, by the way, in that seventh. Uh, I look at the, uh, the situation of the 16th. You and I focused on that last night. Before we signed off, Manny Esteban loses out to Rebecca Sen. A lot of money was dumped into that 16th. And Bontempe, you know, all eyes were on that 18th, Frank. It could, listen, Bontempe wins it uh, in that 18th. So there are a lot of interesting races and a 12-6 going on there with the Republicans. You know, if you if you look at what the Republicans picked up, they picked up Krupski, which was, uh, which was very difficult. Uh, to to win over the years, I, they didn't even try going against Krupski over years. Uh, years and Catherine Stark came in, and uh, and she won uh, fairly handily. I, I mean, it was a it was a highly contested race. It was not a uh, it was not a walk in the park. And really, up until the second canvas, which was three thirty um, yesterday, uh, nobody knew that Catherine Stark would be uh, would prevail in that uh, particular race. Chad Lennon uh, blew it out. Uh, we knew when uh, when he came in with the early voting lead, which is you know unheard of. Um, he uh, he in this district, it's a very Republican, uh, and again, it's Rocky Point and it's uh, Sound Beach, and uh, and going out to Shoreham, uh, very good, uh, you know, very good seat for Republicans traditionally. Uh, Sarah Anker held on to it for twelve years. Having said that, uh, Lennon and and stock was flipped, so there could have been 
um, a case made that even if uh, Rebecca Cannon beat Manny Esteban, which was expected, by the way, he was an incumbent, but she was expected to win that. Very good candidate, Rebecca Cannon. Uh, But Von Tempe was one they didn't want to lose. The Republican conservative team did not want to lose simply because of her her substance. She's she's been a very good uh, legislator, and she's worked very hard. But they didn't want to lose that. Um, and, And it was a big win. Actually, when we closed the show last night, you know, after right after midnight, uh, we were thinking that yeah. Von Tempe was going to lose, and um, and and even going down to, I went down to the Republican celebration, and we still didn't know whether Von Tempe was going to win or lose. She looked upbeat, and I spoke to Brett Robinson of the Conservative Party, and he ran uh, the legislative races uh, from from their side, and and he said it was trending in the right way, but. Uh, until this morning, until I just woke up, you know, about an hour and a half ago, I didn't know whether Von Tempe won uh, or lost. So that's a big, that's a big win for them. And Manny Esteban, uh, again, look, all due respect to him, he he was an accidental legislator. I don't think they ever thought that um, that he was going to win two years ago. At the very last minute, uh, Mike Torres, the chair of the Conservative Party, and Jesse Garcia, the Republican chair, dumped a bunch of money into that race and they threw a bunch of resources at him and they stole it away from Sue Berlin but it was really a um, mm. it, it was oh actually Mark Cutherson I'm sorry uh, it was it, it was a very very tough um, very tough race uh, yeah, actually I'm mixing up my races there but uh, it was a very tough race for the Republicans uh, to to hold on to simply because Manny Esteban is, is just isn't a great candidate he isn't and he mm. uh, you know he ruffled some feathers in that area and I, you know i don't want to certainly yeah. want to uh fog a dead horse but uh, if they were going to make a trade and get uh chad lennon over manny esteban or get uh katherine stark two-time uh cancer survivor uh over manny esteban they would make that trade any day yeah you're right 100 percent. frank mckay uh with us and then you know you shift over in the nassau where they maintain that 12-7 majority uh, Frank on the county ledge. They flipped the seat. They lost and others. Democrats held on in some of the key districts featuring first-timers. I'll tell you of note here, that 18, Josh Lavison losing out to Samantha Getz. That was a great win uh, for the Republican challenger stretching that area. Manhasset Hills to, I think, north to Bayville, east of Laurel Hollow, that 18th district. Of course, Lavison, uh, you know, you'll see him in a congressional run for Santos' seat uh, come 2024, but nonetheless, you know, he was a staple for a long, long time on that Nazo ledge. That's a great win there by Sam Getz. Yeah, it, there's there's no doubt that that's a big win. Uh, the other uh, the other win, uh, and or, or the other loss, I think, uh, of note is John Kamen uh, coming over there. Yes. Uh, he, he really didn't make it that close. I know it was, um, uh, you know, it, it might have been close uh, in, in perception. Uh, but yeah, John Kamen uh, uh, took a beating yesterday. That's uh, Steve Ballone's uh, right-hand man for for years, and um, and he was the former town supervisor in North Hempstead. But uh, as far as uh, as far as John Kamen goes, uh, nothing to be proud of in that race. He, uh, he he really should have shown much better, and maybe even won. North yeah. Hempstead is a is a Democratic uh, stronghold for uh, for years. And uh, John came in, uh, you know, maybe being part of the a, a very corrupt, uh, a ridiculously corrupt 
um, Ballone administration, uh, John Kamen really couldn't point to his record in Suffolk County because without COVID, without the COVID money, uh, Suffolk County would be bankrupt, quite frankly. And I think everybody knows that. 100%. For him to brag about what he did in Suffolk County because people are going to say, hey, look, if you're going to do the same for North Hempstead, uh, it, we'll, we'll take a pass on it. Uh, Steve Ballone leaves January 1st or December 31st, I should say, um, with, with not much of a legacy. Uh, Ed, Ed Romaine is coming in with a big, uh, a, a big mandate. And uh, quite frankly, I, 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 I'd love to see what Ed Romaine is going to do in four years with Suffolk County uh, with a supermajority uh, at his disposal with strong leadership on the Republican and conservative side. Um, I, I'll tell you what, it's uh, a big day, historic day, first time in 20 years that the Republicans have control of the county, and uh, you've got to be uh, you've got to be very impressed with what the whole group of them did. Uh, well, by, uh, yeah, you know, I'll say this. I think every resident of Suffolk County should be happy, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, you got a lame duck in there right now who's done nothing, done nothing, zero. You want to tell me in the cyber stuff you get rid of an IT director and use him as a scapegoat? You think that's going to shift the spotlight? Are you kidding me? I mean, listen, everybody and their grandmother knows what happened as far as this cyber attack was concerned. I mean, how many more signals did Steve Steve Ballone need? How many warnings did Steve Ballone need as far as what was imminent here? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Steve Ballone did a, a, a very poor job. Not only that, other areas as well. He's done nothing. And as far as, uh, as far as, a Cayman is concerned. Cayman thought, you know what? Little magic dust where I was, I should get the nod. Not the case. Be careful. The Cena was a heck of a heck of a supervisor so far. Not only that, Frank, she caucuses on both sides of the aisle. Okay? Very well respected, and the results showed uh in a very big way. So uh final stamp on things regarding Cayman. Now, uh a couple of little nuggets here and there. No surprise out in Southampton to me. Maria Moore capturing it as a dem over Councilwoman uh, Cindy McNamara. And that's Democratic country out there. I mean, Jay Schneiderman has held the post forever. Uh, the board members, Iacilli and company, get the nod there. Uh, no surprise as far as that was concerned. No surprise out in East Hampton. Ben Squack, a Democrat, held the supervisor's seat for a long time. Kathy Burke Gonzalez. Uh, a councilwoman for a very long time, a Democrat. No surprise as far as those towns. Southhold as well. Krupski gets it. You know, Krupski, as you mentioned yesterday, he's like, you're super heavyweight. You know, you can't tackle the Krupski name. Uh, very, it's almost impossible. And a, still a very good race. Gracious, gracious in losing was Don Grimm. Uh, and Tim Hubbard, uh, who did not run much of a, a, a race at all, uh, gets in over uh, who hardly ran anything. Nobody even knew who uh, Hubbard's challenger was, that being, of course, Angelo DeVito. Uh, but he gets an odd there. So a couple of little uh, little nuggets out in the East End there, Frank. Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, the chickens come home to roost, uh, so to speak. Uh, no big surprises on the uh, on the East End at all. Uh, Krupski, uh, you know, again, Don Grimm was very gracious. Uh, in running, but he was a uh, you know he was a sacrificial lamb in a in a sense, and he took one for the team. And uh, everyone knew Krupski would win. Uh, it, kind of an interesting uh, note on on Krupski is uh, Krupski, uh, his chief of staff was Catherine Stark, 
who uh, ran and won last night. Uh, originally, uh, we we thought uh, people watching it uh, thought it would be a walk in the park because Krupski was going to back Catherine Stark. Um, Schaefer gets an assist at least on slowing that down. Rich Schaefer, the Democratic leader, uh, urged uh, Al Krupski uh, not to not to do that, not to adopt uh, Catherine Stark as uh, as his, because then there would have been no race out in the first and. And quite frankly, because there was a race and because Krupski didn't take uh, Catherine Stark completely under his wing uh, there, uh, the Republicans, conservatives had to spend money, effort uh, and, uh, and and manpower out in uh, in that area. And if that didn't happen, uh, they may have been able to throw those same resources into Manny Esteban and made it 13 to 5. So, uh, it, you know, Al Krupski uh, and the relationship you had with Schaefer and it goes way under the radar screen, but by Al Krupski not um, overly supporting Kaplan Stark, um, uh, quite frankly, he probably helped uh, save uh, another seat for the Democratic Party. It's just a little side note, but it's excellent uh, point. That's an excellent point you just made. Excellent. Uh, you talk about a big one in that first. I mean, that's huge. And you thought, you know, listen. Kent takes the baton from from uh, Krupski. Not the case. Stock wins it. Uh, excellent, excellent point. Listen, too much in that second for Manny Villar to overcome with what uh, Bridget Fleming and everything else out there in that second. Uh, but that's a great point in that first. It really is. Uh, so, uh, anyway, the beat goes on, Frank. We reset. I guess we get ready for 2024. My goodness. Uh, we got a lot of the line, we know, in 12 months. But uh, another election has come and gone. I say it's one of the biggest local elections you'll ever see. Uh, overall, final thought, my friend, turnout and everything else. Uh, you know, early voting uh, captured, I think it was 170,000, give or take. Give me a sense of everything there. Engagement. Uh, uh, listen, it, it's a historic day for the Republicans. You could feel it uh, when, when we were talking to people um, before, after, on air, off air. You can see that uh, and feel that there was uh, electricity going uh, at Republican uh, headquarters. Um, they knew they were going to win. They just simply didn't know uh, how big they were going to win. Uh, they picked up a seat, and they picked up in a seat, a seat in, you know, nationwide. You don't have that same sentiment that maybe uh, what happened here in Suffolk County. Strong organizations in the Republican and conservative party, uh, good candidates, and, and especially the top of the ticket which was Ed Romaine um, and uh, just an unstoppable uh, juggernaut, as it turned out. And uh, you got a 12-6 majority, uh, veto-proof majority in the legislature, and Ed Romaine's going in with a mandate, saying he's only going to do one term, basically, which gives him a lot of freedom, a lot of power to do what he thinks is going to be right. Uh, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very good four years for, uh, for Ed Romaine and Suffolk County in general. Well, it's in the right hands, and as I've stated a million times, this was not a position for a rookie to come in and learn on the job. Uh, this was a position, basically the way it's been left now, uh, by the lame duck uh, to come in, clean sweep, and fix a massive amount of problems. Uh, and you couldn't have a better guy to do it than Romain. I'll tell you that much. You could not. And I say that objectively as I possibly could. No better choice than him to fix all this mess. Frank, well done. 
another one in the books, and we get ready for next year, my friend. We'll have plenty of conversation. Thank you very much, Jay.